Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. Hey, everybody, Mary Fran Bontempo here. And before we get started with this week's episode, did you know that Brilliantly Resilient can come directly to you? That's right. We have keynotes, programs, presentations, workshops, all available to companies, associations, conferences, and organizations, either virtually or live in person. So head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net at the speaking tab to find out more. And while you're there, You can also sign up for our weekly brilliance bit, which comes to you once a week directly to your inbox and has a bit of brilliance from this week's show and will keep you living in a brilliantly resilient mindset. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. I am Mary Fran Van Tempo, one half of the Brilliantly Resilient duo. My buddy Kristen Smedley is off doing some brilliant work with her nonprofit, but I have a great co-pilot today to share the stage here with me, Julie Gordon-White. I'm so excited to have her here because Julie talks about all things menopause, that word that strikes fear into the hearts of most women. So I'm going to read you a little bit about Julie, and then we are going to get into it. Julie is the founder and CEO of MenoWell, Menopause Energy Bar. She's an advocate for all women in all stages of the pause, the pause. She's an entrepreneur, an author, and I'm just going to throw this in there. Julie's MenoWell Bars were an Oprah's Best Daily Menopause product pick. So we got an Oprah connection in the house. Woo, we're excited. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to meet you and have you here today. Oh, Mary Fran, I'm so excited. Looking forward to this. Thank you. So we are recording this at the beginning of the fall season and Halloween is approaching. So when I think about menopause, I think about all things scary. I mean, I'm just (laughs) going to put that out there because it's kind of like the image you get is Snow White turning into the old crone. Like you think in this moment when menopause strikes, you're going to go from being vibrant and healthy and active and energetic to this dried up, (laughs) whistled, wizened old person. (laughs) And it's a terrible image. But don't you think that that's what most women carry around with them? Well, and that's what the media has portrayed. You know, when I started the company, I went online and started searching for images for a website and every woman looked like her head down on her desk and, you know, like, oh, life is over. And I thought that's actually really inspired me because I'm 58. I don't believe, I don't subscribe to as we get older, you know, we just fall apart. It's kind of a choice. And it's really so much about mindset. What do we believe is available for ourselves? I really find, hold on, you know, just wait for it. Carrie, come with me on this, Mary Fran. You might think this woman is nuts, but I believe menopause is empowering. I think it's our time. We're more confident. We have more experience, you know, time in the saddle, I like to say. Often we're empty nesters, so we actually have time to follow our passions. And many of us, because we've been in the workplace for so long, are at a better economic position. So basically, we've got the money, we've made all the decisions, we've got the power, we've got the experience. So 
I think it's the best time, personally. I really love that perspective because I have to tell you now, I know some people really have challenges through that that time, which is what yeah. you created your wellness bars to, to right. navigate. And we'll get into that. Right. But I have to agree with you. And honestly, I think, and tell me if you agree with me on this. I also think that the little piece of this is you get to this age in life and you just don't care what anybody else right. thinks. Right. You know, we, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's actually very freeing as, mm. as much as people have like, put menopause is like this yoke around the neck of a woman. I feel the opposite. So I would agree with you about that because yeah. you just get to this point where you're like, Hey, you know what? I'm doing what I need to do and what I want to do for me now. Right. After so many years of caring for so many people, many of us, you know, it's, it's our time and we've earned it. We deserve it. And we, we need to take it and not feel guilty about it. Absolutely not. Um, it feels so great to not worry about what other people think. I think that's why so many women uh, took the opportunity during the pandemic to to go silver, including myself. It was quite a painful journey, but for me, I feel extra, you know, really happy that I did it and a little bit more empowered. It's just, it's a signal to myself, like, oh yeah, you know, this is this is me and I love it. And my husband thinks it's hot. So when my husband <laughs> said that, you know, after 32 years, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in, you know. So he's one person. Well, I still care, you know, what he thinks, I should say. <laughs> sure. I mean, of course, but I gotta tell you, I think it's kind of hot too, if that's okay for another woman to it's say. Hot. I think it's it looks hot. great. I think it looks amazing. It's I have not not quite gotten there yet, as you can see, but well, I feel no you. judgment zone, no judgment zone, right? We all have to, that's another part of this is that we all get to be who we are and there's no judging at all. So we're all on our own journey, our own timeline. Um, you know, many women color their hair forever and there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever makes you feel good. I, I do think that I have a bit of a vanity gene inherent because my mother's 86 and still hasn't given up to the ghost. She has, she's still coloring her hair. So, you know, I, I, yes. it may be, it may be genetic with me. So I'm not going to apologize for this. Right. <laughs> but don't ride it out and own it. Just own that's it. <laughs> right. You know, and that to me, that is something that I think is such an important concept at the root of all this, that we mm -hmm. can own this time in our lives and consequently do things, which is what you set out to do. And this is where I want to get into your story of how you created this, do things to help make ourselves feel better. In other words, it's not all completely out of mm -hmm. our control. And I think that's another thing the media has kind of convinced us of, like, when you hit this stage, it's all right. over. Everything's going to happen to you and you have nothing to say about it. Right, right. And doctors, quite frankly, um, many women don't know that the doctor that delivered your baby is probably not the doctor you should be going to to talk about menopause because doctors only get one hour of training in medical school about menopause. And then if they become an OBGYN, they get two hours. So they were not equipped. And then we had this whole study about HRT, about hormone replacement, that really was not a good study and made women very afraid and doctors afraid. So there's a lot of uh, angst around the whole discussion of menopause. So, um, that's why I think, it, I mean, what I love talking about it because things, 
we've come a long way. We have more information and there's a, there's natural ways to approach. And many of our mothers, one, they didn't talk to us about it because they just sort of soldiered on in their own journey. And they approach things often in a more natural way. And for me, my mom had a hysterectomy. So she told me never take hormone replacement, which actually wasn't the best advice. We know that now. Um, so I went on my own journey to find natural ways to deal with all the stuff I was going through. You know, there's over 34 symptoms plus of uh, part of the menopause journey. So there's a lot of things that we can experience to different levels, some more extreme, some not so much. Okay. So then to that end, 34 symptoms, you just, I, I just went like, oh my gosh. So I think you do have women who run the gamut. I mean, my experience wasn't really bad, but it it was, it was somewhat life altering. It does change the way you sleep. It changes the way you feel the whole, the whole brain fog and the whole sugar cravings things. I mean, that was, those are my two and the sleep. So brain fog, sugar cravings, and sleep, wreck, uh, wreck I mean, sleep. Yes. Come on that. I mean, right. really come like right at the point where you really need your body to be rested. Your body goes, nah, we're not, nah, I'm not going to do that. We're like, not going to do this tonight. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you're sweating while you're doing it. Oh, right? the whole that's, thing, so. and that's, you know what? I also, I often, I've said to my husband, I think there's enough energy in me to power a small village. Like when that happens, it's just, what is like this, like this whoosh feeling? It, that, where does it come from? Yeah, That's exactly sure. it. It's the whoosh. Mm-hmm. So here's the question then. If you are somewhat overwhelmed with symptoms, where do you start? And I think mm-hmm. you're probably going to tell me nutrition is a good place to start, but where did you start? And then let's get into yeah. your journey with the menobars. Sure. Well, I'm going to actually back you up before nutrition, but yes, you're correct. Um, we have to educate ourselves as women. We can't depend on our medical professionals because they don't know. Some do, majority don't. So menopause.org, go there. That's where all the latest research is on menopause and read up, educate yourself, sit down with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning. Or something stronger before you dive into Okay. Or, and then if you do it at night, you know, no, I'm I'm not going to advocate for too much of that. No, 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 I don't. Alcohol creates hot flashes. Not because I don't drink wine, because I like wine. I live in California. I like wine. However, it makes you have hot flashes. I'm just going to tell you that. So um, it makes them more amplified. So I'm going to go back to my coffee or tea in the morning, Mary Fran, and sit down and go through menopause.org and read up. Okay. And there's information on our site too, but I'm going to send you directly to the source. So educate yourself. Um, And then after that, absolutely, what we put in our bodies matters, especially as we go through midlife, because, you know, it's, it's what we were told as kids, you know, you are what you eat. And so from the inside out, even if you're applying creams for wrinkles, even if you're taking hormone replacement, all of those things will not be optimized if we're not putting good food in our body, if we're not moving our body. So I think sometimes we go for the topical, you know, the more like quick fix version when we have things right in front of us. And that starts with putting really good food in our body and we deserve it. I, you know, I'm in my fifties. I don't even look at how much a certain food costs. I want the best food for myself because my body deserves it. And I know being the engine that it is, 
I need that to have as much energy and not the hot kind of energy you were talking about, right? <laughs> Just the energy to do all the things that I want to do. So yes, inside out nutrition. So, so then how did you, I, I presume that you did take that step of educating yourself how did you then come to the realization that that the that the nutrition was a major player for you? But then even more important, how did you come up with the idea of, hey, you know what? There's nothing out there that there's only so many fruits and vegetables that you can eat in one day. And obviously right. that's a thing. But we're all snackers. I mean, it, it you know, yeah. you, you have even if you're even if you're a reasonable three meal a day eater, by that mid-morning, mid-afternoon time you're going to want a little bit of a nibble. So when did it occur right. to you that there was this connection that maybe this was the right. thing that was, you know, going to be helpful to you to get over those symptoms? Yeah. Great question. Well, remember that ego you were talking about, about your hair color? Well, mine was around my waist. So I'd gained 10 pounds, which turns out 90% of women in a stage of menopause gain 10 or more pounds, mostly around the middle, as we've heard this term meno middle or menopause middle, and that's visceral fat. And the more I did my research, you know, that's the dangerous kind of fat. It makes us at a 70% higher risk of heart disease and a, a cardiac event, which buckle up, that's the number one killer of women, heart attack, stroke. So it's yes, we want to feel cute and good in our genes. But more importantly, um, we have an OBGYN on our team who specializes in menopause. And Dr. Larissa taught me way back when that our waist sizes women should be 34 inches or less. That's the number, ladies. So yep. So waist health is self-help. That's what I always say. Our waste care is self-care. So it's important, not just for ego, but we want to be on the planet, you know, so we can be great grandparents and all that fun stuff. So, so ego, 10 pounds. I didn't like it. I'm five one. There's no place for that to go. So how do I deal with that? My sugar cravings were ridiculous. Same as yours. So I started, you know, what can I eat is, and actually I started the company during the pandemic and a lot of things happened during the pandemic for me. And, um, my, my adult size sons had come home. So I'm back being mommy mode, making cookies, brownies, and eating uh -huh. chips, which I now call the killer seeds, cookies, brownies, and chips, <laughs> cookies, candy, chips. And so I had to find something better for myself that would still handle my sugar cravings, but wasn't going to be too many calories and really hurt me, you know, all that refined sugar. So um, I started researching, what can I put together? A little almond butter, um, a little cacao. I liked a little crunch, like all these different things. And then I stumbled on maca. And maca is a Peruvian root that's known to help balance blood sugar and hormones over time. And then I just went way down the rabbit hole on that <laughs> and started making these um, for myself, got myself and I started walking again and putting those two things together. I had a better choice and the weight slowly just came off. So I just, you know, shared them with my girlfriends and they're like, okay, we all need these. Although they didn't want me to call them anything related to menopause, Mary Fran. They're like, we like this thing. This is good. But why do you have to call it a menopause bar? You know, so that's a whole nother conversation, right? Um, talking about the stigma and taboo that you were referring to that women don't want to talk about it. But being who I am, I knew like, oh, that's exactly what I need to do because <laughs> we need to talk about it. 
Well, and, okay. and you you raise an important point. I mean, that goes exactly along with the idea of educating ourselves. We can't educate ourselves if we're sticking our head in the hole in the ground. You know, right? This, right. this is coming for you, girls. This is coming for right. you. Like, there's right. no way to avoid this if you get to a certain age. This is coming for you. So the yeah. idea that we have to get this, you know, like get this out in the open. You, you don't, you may not be snow white, but you don't have to turn into the old crone either. <laughs> There's a middle right. ground here and with right. good decision-making, which again should come with this part of our lives where we get to take care of ourselves, but we have to make that a priority. And maybe one of the priorities should be talking about these things that we don't like to talk about. I, I'm just going to up level and say, not even maybe, it should be. We need to have a community. I mean, I had no idea my bars were going to turn into talking sticks. It's almost like it's um, the conversation is even bigger than the bar. I'm thrilled that women have a healthy choice to keep in their bag or their car or next to their computer when they're on Zoom calls all day long. Um, but I, what makes my heart sing even more than that is that when a woman has a bar, she's opening a conversation with another woman who may not want to talk about it. And she makes creates that space for the conversation, for a woman to step in and find herself in it, wherever she is early or later, happy or angry, all the things, and um, open up the door. This is important. We, you know, we live longer now. And so if the average woman goes through menopause, and menopause is actually one day, Mary friend, we could talk about that if you want to talk about the actual definition of menopause. It's that 12 months with no cycle. One day, boom, now you're post. So everything leading up is perimenopause. The one day you have no cycle consecutively for 12 months, menopause, and then everything after is post. So we're going to live 30, 40, I'm going for 101, 50 years postmenopausal. So we're going to deny our, who we are and our experience for 50 years? No, thank you. I am so happy that you defined that for us because I think what happens is women think that menopause is this thing that it happens to you at some point, but you're stuck in it for an eternity. Right. You know, once it happens... <laughs> You never escape. It's like, you know, the chains. <laughs> I'm, I am, I clearly have odd references, but I think about the guy <laughs> in the Ebenezer Scrooge movie who's got the chains all around him and he's dragging them around through life. I think that's what people, what women think menopause is. It's again, it's this yoke that we end up putting on. But the yeah. first of all, can I just say the idea that you that you that you shortened it to one day? I mean, women everywhere should be shooting off fireworks right now. Like, <laughs> well, I can't take credit for shortening it, but I just told to let you know. <laughs> well, you let me know. And that's, again, that's something I think, again, people hear menopause and they go, oh my God, you know, it's this, this life sentence that starts somewhere in your fifties yeah. usually and goes for the rest of your life. And right. I have to be honest with you. I mean, I feel just as good, if not better now in many ways than I did during that whole, that whole other time with kids and, and, yeah, you know, right. everything hormonally Same. going crazy and all that kind of stuff. Me too. I'm right there with you. And if anything, all those change that you, you just talked about that you imagined when we're postmenopausal, have the vision of all that lifting off. 
Yes. Because the weight of what we've been carrying as women, um, as child uh, birthers and, and, and caregivers, we can we can let that weight go and be ourselves. And I don't know if you're following some women. Of course, I follow every menopausal influencer on Instagram, but they're now having parties like, woohoo, I'm postmenopausal. I made it to the other side. Bring on the white pants, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. So it's now becoming a celebration of this life stage instead of like, oh, we don't want to talk about it. And, you know, it's the worst. No, it's like, it's just, it's like we have a baby shower, we have a wedding or, you know, if those are things in your life, not, but then you can have a celebration of this life stage too. Pretty cool. So to that point then, how much of this is mindset as well as you know, the physicality and the things that we can do. And I would imagine there has to be a really strong relationship between those two things. Well, you just said my favorite word right after menopause. I'm not sure. Maybe they're tied, but I coach women entrepreneurs for 10 years before doing this. And growing a business is all about mindset. Menopause is all about mindset. I believe life is about mindset. I bet you and Kristen feel the same way. It's all about the meaning that we attach to words and experiences so that we have actually a menofesta that we wrote. And one of the aspects, (laughs) I know (laughs) you like that. I love it. One of the aspects is to believe that the menopause is empowering. You know, we sort of t- touched on that in the beginning and always starts with believe because we have to believe it. If we don't believe it, we can't be it anyway. So we might as well believe that this is actually the best time of our lives. And even if you don't feel that way, it's okay to kind of fake it till you get there. It's, it's way more fun anyway. You know, that that is... <laughs> It's really one of those cliches that ends up being very profound, that fake it till you make it thing, because we really have been programmed for so long to think about it in a certain way. But if we continue to tell us, tell our minds that we believe that this has potential to be a real period of growth, which it truly, truly does. I mean, I think probably the most, some of the most valuable work other than raising my family and children. I've done since my fifties. Right, right. Many women. You know, so the, I hear those stories all the time. Absolutely. The idea that 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 period of time, this period, can be incredibly fruitful and empowering and creative. It is something that we have to fake until we make it because we have to deprogram ourselves. Right. I think it's, and I'm not really, I should say, I'm not a huge advocate about faking it, especially over 50, right? Sort of tying back to you, do what you want, say what you want, be who you want. But it's it's to our advantage to, to it's like yoga, it's a practice. So if we can put faking it into that framework, it's a practice of telling myself, I don't actually feel that good today, but what's possible? What do I get to do that I didn't do before because now I'm in my 50s? And reminding ourselves, that's where gratitude comes in. Like, whew, I'm, I'm awake. I'm here. Aging is a blessing. Many women don't have the gift of aging. Um, finding those little nuggets so you can sort of move from the hard parts of, of the perimenopause mostly experience of, you know, all the things we're talking about. You can find out about those 34 symptoms on menopause.org too. Um, but, but practicing being in gratitude, practicing in 
taking time to figure out what's good about your experience, that just builds the muscle, builds a muscle like yoga, like lifting weights, which I love, which is super important during um, the stages of menopause, keep that metabolism going. So that's how we can get there. So not fake it like in the eighties kind of frame of mind, you know what I mean? Faking it. (laughs) You can relate, right? Um, But baking it like practicing. Yes, exactly. And I really like that idea. Um, Again, it's not, it's not faking it as in putting on this, this, you know, um, this shell or whatever, and then being exhausted at the end of it, because you've had to act the whole day, but, but it is a practice of rewiring your mind. And that does require you to say, even if you don't quite believe it yet, look, this is going to be a great period in my life because we, we all have heard, I think enough about mindset to know that your mind can't really tell your brain doesn't tell the difference between, Oh, this is a lie. And this is truth. It only knows what you put into it. That's right. That's right. Isn't that amazing? I love that so much because that gives our thinking self the power to, to create the experience that we want. So if we choose it to be disempowering, hard, horrible, then that's what it is. If we choose it to be empowering, exciting, adventurous, and a little hot, that's what it can be. That's okay. (laughs) I'm writing this down that our thinking self can create the experience that we want because it's so intrinsic to who we are throughout our lives. But at the same time, because there's been so much negativity around this idea of menopause, I think people, women should really start prior to going into it with the idea that there's opportunity here that you may never have thought about. There's great opportunity here. And the fact that you, along with uh, this nutritional piece, and by the way, I'm loving those biceps because clearly that's a piece (laughs) of it too. That's a piece yeah. of it too. The whole exercise being thing strong, and everything. Being strong, right? Not just for aesthetics, not to just feel skinny. Like skinny is out in your in your 50s. Skinny is out, strong is in. That's how I, you know, that's what we need because we want to be mobile. We want to lift groceries. You want to make sure you can lift your overhead suitcase overhead, not have to ask them or somebody say, oh, do you need help with that? Like, no. A little old lady. Yeah. No, <laughs> right. I don't. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for the offer. However, I've got this. <laughs> do you need help with yours? Because I could lift yeah. it. Right. I'll, I'll put both of ours up at the same time. <laughs> at okay. The same now time. I'm doing too much. Yeah. Doing too much. But you know what I'm saying? Strength is important, but plus it fires up our metabolism. And that's a little cheat code to keep the belly you know, under control. So yeah, super important. So this is really, um, it's really a multi-pronged approach. We're talking, we're talking mindset, which is probably the first piece. Education is probably the first piece, but you have to be in the mindset to educate yourself. Then the education piece. And then we're talking about, you know, the nutrition part of it and the movement. And I don't think any of this is necessarily new ground but it's something that we as women have to absorb and recognize mm. that this is the strategy for, mm. for getting through this period of our lives and turning it into something amazing. I love that you said strategy. That's probably my second favorite word with, I don't know what order, mindset, menopause, and strategy, you know, as an entrepreneur. But yeah, absolutely. It is, this is, I would say this is an old conversation, an old new conversation. It's been happening in the background for forever, but now 
it's been daylighted and it's our opportunity to speak proudly about who we are at this time. So I agree with you 100%. And I and I think the idea of it being a strategy allows us to have more control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are times, let's face it, when this stuff's going on in your body that you feel out of control, you're like, what the right. heck is happening? But when you have a plan, when you have a strategy, uh, it, it it gives you back some of that control. And, and truly, at the end of the day, it works. I mean, these are very simple things that yeah. anybody can do to take control of this part of your life and make sure that what comes in that moment and after is wonderful for you. Right. I agree. Well said. Yay. Okay. So I want everyone to know this has been First of all, very uplifting conversation, and I'm thrilled to have had it. Thank you so much. I'm sure our audience will feel exactly the same. But now I want them to know where they can find the Menno Bars. Um, Am I saying that right? Is it Menno Well Bars? Menno Well Bars, yes. Menno Bars bars for sure, but yes, Menno Well. And all information about you because you have a website as well, and I want to steer people to that. Yeah. You know, I, I want to just share too, something that's important in our bars is there's a trifecta that we've developed. And that is of maca that we talked about to balance blood sugar and hormones, but, but also fiber. Our bars are high fiber. That's really, really important in midlife. Not only does it keep us full and satisfied, we need those prebiotics because we always hear about probiotics, but we need prebiotics. And that's what fiber is because it's the prebiotics that make the probiotics work. So it's like the probiotics are an engine, but the prebiotics are the gas, the oil. You don't have oil in your engine. It goes nowhere. So that's why fiber is so important for our gut health, especially in midlife. And then um, pea protein. So it tastes good because all our bars are yummy. They have healthy fats. They also have spinach, kale, flaxseed, MCT oil for that brain fog we were talking about. So I went through all the things that I was struggling with to formulate the bars along with the clinical nutritionist and the OBGYN. So I just want women to understand, I want you to eat whole foods first. Let me just be very clear. Eat whole foods first. Skip the processed foods. You deserve way better than that. And if you need to have a convenient way to smash those sugar cravings or on the go or an energy boost, then I want you to have a great bar that's going to do that for you. Only 150 to 160 calories, not going to break the calorie bank, and it's going to keep you full and satisfied. So I just want to make sure women understand the science behind what we created and why it's important and how it actually helps menopause. Um, so that's happening. Okay, so you can find them at mymenowell.com on our website. Lots of articles, good things there for education. And also, of course, on Amazon, my Men- just Menowell Bars, straight Menowell Bars. You'll find them, probably even find them menopause bars on Amazon um, because we're all add- adding to cart. <laughs> I hate to say it, a box. <laughs> A box coming to my house like every other day. So might as well put them there and make it easy for you. I love that. And thank you for sharing that information about the nutritional uh, value of this, because, you know, we hear about fiber and all, but when you explain it in the context of prebiotics and probiotics, I think those are also confusing terms that we kind of get hung up on because we don't really understand what they mean. So I I appreciate uh, that part of it. And I am not a huge fan of kale. It doesn't like me very much. So I also appreciate the fact that you have that in the bars. Yeah, a little bit of that that kind of stuff. 
And, yeah. And you won't taste the whole it. foods. Important. Yes. It's important. Let's eat real food. We deserve it. That's what you have to keep telling yourself. You deserve the best whole foods. So important. So we do. And thank you, Julie. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody, today. Julie Gordon White, Menno Bars. Please check this out. This is so important. Um, and again, listen to this whole conversation and absorb it because when you implement this mindset, that mindset change along with these other strategies and the Menno Bars, the nutritional, you are going to find that this is a really, really wonderful part of life that you can embrace. So Julie, thanks so much for joining us today. We're so happy to have you. Check out Julie's exactly. website, get those Menno Bars. And if you need a little more inspiration, head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net. We got all sorts of good stuff there. Uh, in addition to the things that you'll find, you'll find stuff about our speaking programs. We will bring our message to you. We can also bring our message to you in the inbox if you sign up for our weekly brilliance bit, which is a one minute read. I write them. I don't have that long of an attention span. So it's a one minute read. <laughs> Bringing I'm going to go get those. Brilliance. Yeah. And we'll send that over to you, Julie. Julie will be featured in that brilliance bit as well. So thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you next time on Brilliantly Resilient Live. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.